Welcome to Refreshing Word, a life-changing experience with Bishop David Yali of Catch the Anointing Center, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Bishop Yali is a medical doctor by profession and the resident bishop of the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, La Accra, Ghana. He has an insight into the Word of God and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now for a life-changing and refreshing experience with Refreshing Word. Father, I want to thank you for tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the gifts of your Son who became like us and through his precious blood. Father, we are saved. Thank you for the Holy Ghost, the down payment of this purchase. Tonight, Lord, we dip ourselves in this sinless, precious blood of Jesus and carry us boldly to the throne of grace in heaven. Father, we don't want to have this service in Labadi. We want to have this service in your presence. Therefore, let the holy presence of God fill this auditorium. Pray for angels of God. Let the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit from heaven fill this place and fill our hearts. Any power that is not of God, we curse and drown by the name of Jesus. Every voice and every wandering spirit, Lord, we curse by the authority that is in Jesus' name. Every distraction voice we cast in Jesus' name. I pray God for the colors of God. Make our service colorful. Make our service a royal service like Jesus. Make our service a priestly, a high priestly service of the Son of God. Make our service, Lord, a great and nice service. Oh, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. I pray, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me and use me this night. In you I live and move and have a being. I thank you for the victory over Satan. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's be seated. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to talk about water baptism. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the oracles of the doctrines of Jesus Christ, let us go on unto maturity or perfection, not laying again which be the foundations of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of the doctrine of baptisms. Now, the first foundation is repenting that we are sinners. That's the reason why Jesus came into the world. That all those who will repent, the opportunity that God has given to every man after the fall to repent and receive God's sacrifice and atoning death and then we turn from dead works dead works are sinful things or even things that look nice or, or righteous but are not of God that it doesn't carry the spirit in fact anything that does not carry the spirit of God is a dead work even religious acts are dead works you understand me and then when we repent now it's faith towards us not believing in God now I've just come to realize that the Holy Spirit is so important to us. That's why Jesus said he wanted to go. He's the basis of our faith because he's in us. So it's not our faith but the faith of God as he is in us. And one, the major way the Holy Ghost makes us or builds our faith is by giving us understanding of the scripture because faith is based on what God has said and what Jesus has done. It's not based on graphic it's not based on 
hopes that, oh, uh, the economy will become okay. No, you must have a scriptural basis. That is inside. That, that, the scriptures are the substance, the words of the scriptures are the substance of the faith, of what you cannot see. It's, it's, God says this, but this is what you, you, your spirit man knows that this is what God has said. You understand me? Now, we are coming to baptism. Now, it says that and of the doctrine of baptisms is the only of the six that is plural. So, it means there is more than one baptism. And there, there, there are four actually baptisms. The first one is the baptism of John the Baptist. The second one is the Christian baptism. The third one is the baptism of God himself, the Holy Ghost. And the fourth one is the baptism of sufferings. Baptism of sufferings. But in the context of what I'm saying, I may not talk a lot about baptism of sufferings, but you know, when John and James' mother came to Jesus, I wanted to sit in heaven at the right hand side of, of Jesus and the left hand side. Jesus said it was not for him to do that, but it's the Father. And he asked them, Can you drink of the cup whereof I'll be baptized? In other words, I'm going to sit on that throne because of what I'll go through. I'm going to suffer. I understand me. So it's like there are sometimes God, there are, God baptizes you in sufferings to change you. Do you get? Eh? Okay. So we now want to talk about. Maybe let's learn a little about John the Baptist sacrifice. Let's read Acts chapter 19, verse 1. Acts 19, verse 1. You see, my youth people are not here. They should, they should hear and understand the basic things. I don't want to baptize. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed to the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Verse 2. Oh, help me. And he said to them, Have you received the Holy Ghost? Since he believed, they said, we have not heard so much, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Hey, <laughs> no, I've not heard about any Holy Ghost. Then he said, Then what then were you baptized? And he said, Unto the baptism of John. Amen. Then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him that is Jesus which after should come that is on Christ Jesus so then verse 5 when they heard this they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ now so you see here clearly in the scripture Paul after Jesus is dead now they meet disciples and they realized that these disciples were not disciples of the Son of God or of Jesus Christ. But they were, dis they were disciples of John. Meanwhile, John's dispensation had ended. John's dispensation was baptism unto repentance. Let's look at Mark chapter 3. Verse 3. Mark 3 verse 3. Sorry, Mark 1, 1, Mark 1 verse 3. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, that's John speaking. Prepare the way of the Lord. Alright, make straight his path. John did baptize in the wilderness. Oh, verse 4. And preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Verse 5. 
And they went out unto him all the land of Judea and all Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Oh, help me, Jesus. Now, you see here that verse 4 said that John did what? But preached the baptism of repentance for the remit means forgiveness of sins. God is good. So in John's baptism, okay, you are baptized for what? Remissions of sins. Now that word baptized is not an English word. The original Greek is the word baptizo. So when they were translating the, the, uh, the Bible into English by, the, by King James, King James didn't want to offend the priests. So he made them, he said they should translate it as it is. So, the, so those translators also didn't have any word for baptism. So they just, they just it's like doom so becomes an English word. So if you want to, so that the light have been doom sword. That's the that's the bed. Or doom sorization. Or doom sorism. I don't understand me. Eh? Okay. Okay. So you can have the adverb, the adjective, adjective, the verb, and everything. So now, so now baptize was became now the verb. And in the Greek, it is to immerse. That is, go under water and come out. So you are covered or to cover. So John's baptism was the immersion of people in water of, for, because of their repentance and the remission of sins. So you see that John will come. He will quote the law and preach. And it is said that people's hearts were so convicted and some will be crying and wailing before you are baptized. He did not baptize sinners. He baptized people who had heard the word of God and repented. Now, for us to understand it better, let's see what John said in Matthew 3 verse 7. Today we are doing Bible study. Matthew 3 7. Now the Pharisees, this way, pastors of the day, and the Sadducees came also to John for baptism. And because John was very anointed, he could see through their ways. You know, there's no art to know what all of us have done, even before we came here. Unless the Holy Spirit, by discernment or open vision, makes somebody to see. But John could see that these people, as they are in the church, they are very bad. So he said that, old generation of vipers. I mean, pastors are come to church, and the preacher man is saying that, you people, you are snakes. You see, a snake is a very dangerous snake. Like, you bite, you gossip, you kill, you poison people, you destroy lives. All generation of vipers who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come. In other words, God's wrath will come at the end of the day. So who is now warning you that you are running to come to me? Verse 8. Then he said, I will never baptize you until you have repented and brought fruits for repentance. So, by this, you can even see then God's mandate for, what's his name? 
uh, John to baptize. So it's not like you have come and said to baptize you. You have to repent and show signs of repentance that you have changed your ways before John baptizes you. That's the baptism of repentance. So the repentance, the, the baptism was an inward change. An inward change that qualified you to be baptized. So the, the outward action was like you have changed. That's why you're being baptized. Do you get That's John baptism. So it's like no inward change, no going to water. And then going into water is useless. In my, when we were on the campus, we used to pawn people. Because we had, we had a pool in the hall. Sometimes as soon as you land, they say, hey, hey, trouble, trouble, trouble. Then they call you one, two, three, pull. Then you are inside. <laughs> so that pawn then without any change whether it's a pope a cardinal, a bishop who is put into, into water it's like being pondered in the university there's no change because there must be an inward change now now to the Christian baptism now John was like his his, his, his preaching of repentance he said, prepare the word of the Lord. God had come in as, in, as a man in the form of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So, it was to prepare their heart for Jesus to come. And number two, he was ending and bring closer to the Old Testament. A new dispensation was not coming. Now, when the Lord Jesus came, a new dispensation also came. He also started baptism. Are you understanding me? He also started what? Baptism. But the Christian baptism actually began when the God Jesus died. And I'm going to explain the difference between the Christian baptism. So let's look at Matthew chapter 3. Verse, no, verse 14. Okay, 13. Then came the Lord Jesus from Galilee to Jordan, the Son of God, to be baptized of John. 14. You see, the, we understand the Christian baptism by looking at Jesus's baptism and John forbid he said I, need, I have need that you rather baptize me so why are you coming to me you Jesus you are the one who should baptize me verse 15 and Jesus answered said suffer it to be so now for thus it becometh us not me alone, but us to fulfill all righteousness. And he fulfilled him. And when he did that, the holy heavens opened and the Holy Ghost came like a dove. And the heavenly Father spoke and said, This might be the sign whom I'm pleased. Now, Jesus, unlike John's baptism, where you repent and you come. Now, Jesus, he didn't have any sin. So, why is he baptizing? But he was setting an example because the baptism was an act of, of obedience of faith in the Father. What the Father wants, wants to be done. For his right, not that he's a bad person. He, he, was, he was sinless. The Bible says in First Peter chapter 2, chapter, chapter 2 verse 22. Who, okay. 
verse 21. For even here until where you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving for us an example that we should follow. His steps. Who did no sin? Neither was there deceit or guile or gall, gall blood, bile in his mouth. Even to understand me. So Jesus, this, why, why are you baptizing? But he said, to fulfill all righteousness. But he was showing that the Christian baptism is different. So in the same way, just like John the Baptist, you have to repent, show signs of repentance before you are baptized. In the Christian one, it is, and, and because John was still of the Old Testament, when you confess your sins, you still ha- have conscience of the, of the sins. But in the, in the New Testament, when the Lord died for us, he took away our sins in exchange for his righteousness. So when he comes to live in us, it is not that we just confess our sins and then just have some righteousness but still remember our sin. But it is an abiding peace with God. You know, when you become born again, more things happen to us so much so that suddenly it's like, it's like you are not afraid to come to God. You are not afraid Ronald say he doesn't fear God. He loves God, he doesn't fear God. But he was wrong. He, he, he was talking about like the, the way we are afraid. You see, we are not afraid of God, but we also fear God. You understand me? Uh-huh. So that fear, that makes us to hide. No. But now it's like, you come reverentially by confidence to God, your father, because it's a relationship. And the reason is that uh, Romans chapter 5, Okay, Romans 5, verse 1. Romans 5, verse 1 said that, therefore, being justified, no, justified means that being pardoned by God and God transferring his righteousness into us, we have peace with God. So, 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 that, so, so for the Christian, when he repents, he has an abiding peace with God inside. There's, I mean, he doesn't feel condemned. And that, that righteousness that he, he has, he's righteous. He's saved. He's righteous. Are you understand what I'm saying? He's righteous. Now becomes the basis for his baptism. So just as Jesus was righteous, and was baptized, we also repent, we are saved, not like Old Testament salvation, but we are saved washed with the blood of Jesus, all our sins are washed away, all our sins are atoned for, now God lives in us, now God has given us his righteousness, so we are baptized on the basis that we are righteous with God. Because uh, 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 2nd Corinthians 5.21 says that God made him to be sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God so when I'm going for water baptism I'm just like Jesus I'm not Jesus but I'm just like Jesus I come in the righteousness of Jesus and not my own righteousness unlike John when they confess their sin, they still remember that you have stolen somebody's goods. But this one, when when I when I repent, are you understand me? All my goat stealing and my sheep stealing are all washed. So I don't even have a conscience or total because something supernatural happens to me. And I I, I come righteous. So I'm baptized based on the fact that I am righteous. That's the difference between a Christian baptism. That's why when Apollos met Paul and he asked, have you, have, have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost? He said, we don't know any Holy Ghost. They said, then how are you baptized? They said, we're baptized unto John. They said, no, John rather 
preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Are, are, you, are you understanding me? It's like, it's like still you no, know, your akoko that you stole, your awashion that you stole, those things are still there. You need to be born again and carry the righteousness of God before we baptize you. And Apollos had to do that and he was baptized. I don't, I don't know whether I'm, I'm making sense. That is why we don't and it is to fulfill or complete all righteousness or an act of obedience to God. You see, you don't need water baptism to go to heaven. You need the blood of Jesus to go to heaven. But you have to complete some righteousness. That is why we don't baptize children. Because you have to come to an age where you know that you are a sinner and receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. By the help of the Holy Spirit. So children, those who baptize children is, 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 is unscriptural. Or they confirm children and they sprinkle water on you. Baptism is not sprinkling of water. Baptism is going down. People didn't have water. They were looking for all kinds of shortcuts and things. So they have to spray water or spray water on you and everything. Babies and it is not. That's why sometimes some churches even have a baptismal pool under the under the uh, the under the the stage. Yeah. In Kofuru, you have That's supposed to do water baptism. <laughs> so we didn't go anywhere. Wonderful Holy Spirit. Do you understand? Do you understand? Hmm? Now, what is the spiritual significance? What is the spiritual significance? You see, what I very important. Ah, is it is it something something that's no, there is there is a spiritual significance. Now Romans sort of one verse four. One three. Okay, let, let me read from verse one. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he has aforementioned in the holy scriptures by his prophets. Amen. Verse three. Concerning his son Jesus Christ, who was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Verse four but was declared to be the son of God with power. Eh? According to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Listen, I just, I just chanced on something from Benihin. He was talking about the, about the gift of the spirit. And so tongues is a gift of the spirit. They said, gifts are gifts. They are not the main sign of the Holy Ghost with you, but it's the daily power of the Holy Spirit. Daily power. And I'm going to explain because, you see, you need daily power of the Holy Spirit to overcome sin. You can, you can be speaking in tongues, but have sins. You can be, you can be speaking in tongues, but you are still defeated. But today, God is bringing power to overcome God is bringing royal power. See, God is bringing people to the church. Yes. This church is going to look, it's going to look purple. When I say purple, I'm talking about the anointing of, of Jesus as a king who rules and has dominion and he's purpling us. Gabriela has already purpled her hair. 
Now, so here he's saying Jesus was declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. That's the name of God, the Holy Ghost. By the resurrection from the dead. Now, I've always wanted to ah, but Jesus carried power as a man, son of God, so much power. And about how come he's not talking about power after resurrection? Then where is the power before resurrection? Because in, in, even when he had not died, the apostles were casting out Satan by in his name. And said, I saw Satan fall when we were casting me out. They were doing things. So how come? Jesus, what does he mean? Then I understood that Jordan, Jordan is a place of death. Jordan is a place of death. It was the first place that they had to cross into the promised land. When they crossed, no, they were in the promised land, from, into Jericho. It was the place that is where uh, Elisha was anointed. That was the place he got anointed. And how did he become anointed? Elisha had to die. He had to do what? Old Elijah had to do what? Die by the removal of his old self, his old coat, his old, and then putting on the mantle of Elijah. And as soon as he put on the mantle of Elijah, there was a resurrection. And he said, Where is the God of Elijah? Now the river was now opening to him. So, John's baptism at Jordan was a place of death. Now, you see, in death, when you die, you have to be buried. So, the going down was the, the, it is the baptism into the grave of the water. And then you rise up, eyes up, as resurrection. So, Jesus, though he was not a sinner, he had to go down and die and come back. And when he came up, then the Holy Ghost, bam! So this scripture is saying that and that was when the father called him my son. It's saying that when Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water as the son of God with power to overcome them. I don't know what you understand what I'm saying. So, water baptism is an inward change after repentance and peace with God. Then outwardly, 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 you have to also fulfill all righteousness. Because now you're a righteous person. Fulfill all righteousness by, by going down and come out as an outward sign of what has already taken place in your heart when you first received the Lord Jesus. So Paul even now even says it and explains it even more to us. Romans 6 1. Do you understand what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying? Is it clear? Is it clear? So Romans 6 1. He says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue sin that grace may abound? You see, we are talking about somebody who is righteous. You have you have turned away your, your sins. Okay. Eh? So do we continue to sin? They say no. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin? In other words, when you accept Jesus, Jesus Christ, you die to sin and live any longer in it. Then verse 3, he shows us. Then he said, 
Know ye not, my Jesus, that so many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. So when we held Pastor Gershon's head and baptized him in the water into Jesus Christ, and he went down in the Heavenly Father's name, in the Son's name, and in the precious Holy Spirit's name. He was baptized into Jesus Christ. And he was baptized into his death. In other words, he was baptized the way Jesus died. Now, this. For therefore we are buried with him because when you die we have to bury you so when Jesus was buried in the tomb we also were buried with him for the three days that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the Holy Ghost, that's the presence of God, the glory of the Father. So even so, we should always also walk in the newness of life. So, so the water baptism is an outward showing of what actually the day you received Jesus Christ, you died, buried with Him, and then you were raised by the Holy Spirit as a new person. So the water baptism is an outward sign to the world of what you have confessed already. So you go down in Jesus' death and burial and then you are up again as a new person. So the new life, the water baptism is, is a show of the new life that you have already professed. That's why we cannot, you say, shall we continue sin? No. God forbid. We are supposed to be dead. Now, verse 6. Look at what, what he says. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified. So, you see, there is an old man and there is a new man. You have to understand that. Now, the, why old man? Because a man is made is a spirit in the image of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he has a soul. He thinks. He has a will. He has emotions. And he lives in the body. That's the flesh, which was made from the dust. Now, as soon as we sent, Adam sent, the spirit man that is made in the image of God died. It died. And now, it was more of the flesh and the soul. Without any relationship with God. Because the spirit is dead. And that's how every unbeliever is. It's more of the flesh. Decorating the flesh. And educating the soul. Professor, you dedicate your mind. You, you go to school. And everything. And all that. That's how our life is. Without thinking about the spirit. Which is a real person. Who, has, who is answerable to God. Now, so when we sin, because the spirit man died, now we're left with the flesh and the soul. And then now Jesus comes to die and resurrects the dead spirits. So suddenly your dead spirit is not alive. You know God, but your flesh is the old man. I mean, the new born again spirit came to meet it. He has a degree called Miba BHA. He has an MBA. You spirit man, you just got born again. You say what? When we are talking about fornication and adultery and all the world ways, you say what? When we say, when we talk about lying and how to, you know, move through things and do pa 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 and be able to succeed in life, you say what? Meanwhile, the born again spirit now loves God. He wants the word of God. 
Paul said in uh, uh, Romans 7 to 22, I delight after the law of God, after this inward man, this spirit man. But I see another law in my members, in my hands, in my eyes. My eye sees bottles. My eye sees some. It sees somebody's phone. It wants to take it. My hand wants to go for it. All kinds of bad thoughts are carrying to my mind, and all that. That's the old man. But the but the spirit man says that no, no, no. The Bible says that, and the old man will say, "Shut up, shut up." That's so Bible says, "Shut up." So there's an there's an argument. That is why when we give our life to Christ. God has no mercy on the old man. He said, oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Romans, Romans 8, 6, 6. That death that we die with Christ, Jesus carries that old man and nails it and dies with it. And then your dead spirit rises with Christ. So the old man is supposed to be down in the grave, buried. But sometimes, eh? Sometimes, <laughs> and it smells. But sometimes, when you remember some of the pleasures of that old man, even though it smells, you still like a dog go and dig the grave. Say, I want those things back. But I said, knowing this, that the old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin. Can we, you see, I can serve you water, I can serve fried rice, but I don't want to serve sin with anything. Why should I serve sin with, with fried rice? Why should I serve sin with my hand? Why should I serve sin with my eyes, with pornography? Why should I serve sin with my ears? Always hearing gossiping and everything. Why would you like to serve sin with your genitals? You are serving it. You don't like you, you don't you don't you don't like that someone. Verse 7. For he that is dead is free from sin. Verse 10. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we let. Verse 10. For in that he died, he died once of sin, but in that he lived, he lived. Verse 11. Likewise, in the same way, the word reckon means to calculate. Do the calculations. And also that you also are dead indeed to sin. Fred Price said that he was struggling with, he was struggling with sin. But when he found this scripture, he said, ah, I should cal- calculate it well that, look, I am dead to sin. So even though sometimes I see feelings and I say, oh no, this thing, I'm dead to it. Because you see, when a man doesn't like God, he's always beating his wife. Why did he go to church and everything? Then the man gets heart attack and he comes to the church. He dies in the house. And then the wife doesn't know. And he comes to church and he learned a new song called Jaira, you are enough. I will be... At first, when he comes to and he, he, he sings, then he says, Why are you singing the song? Pa, 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 pa. And they beat her and all that. But now he comes, Jaira, why you are in a... And then there's two response. Hey, today, why not beatings? Because the husband is what? Dead. And because he's dead, no feelings, no attraction to sin and everything. That's what happens when we also calculate that we are also dead with Christ. And, and as we calculate, he said, knowing, verse 6, knowing, verse 6, 6, 6, <laughs> knowing, knowing this, you see, 
the reprints is that lack of knowledge. You have to know that this is what has been done. You have to understand the scripture is truth. That indeed, I am crucified with Christ. And then verse 11 says that, now reckon likewise. In other words, as calculate, you see, when I calculate, one plus one is equal to two. I, I accept it. 15 plus three is equal to eight, and I accept it. So when I also put the calculation, like Christ has also crucified me with it, I also accept it. And now I start walking in it. I may have the feelings, but I say, no, I am dead. In Jesus' name. Do you understand what, what I'm saying? Do you understand? So that is why we baptize. It is, it, 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 it is an outward spiritual event. And let me tell you, like the, like the, like the uh, what's that? Communion. Bishop said that one day he was in the hotel and was waiting on God and God was not speaking to him. For days, he even got bored. And then he put on a Catholic channel. And the Holy Ghost said, I will show you something. So he watched that. What is it? They said, ah! The communion. He said, you see, the Catholic has gone through a lot of things. And what has kept them is a communion. Because they are always remembering the most important event, the death of Jesus Christ. So that is what has kept them. You see, so water baptism which also represents Jesus' death and things. No, it's, it's an open confession to the world that Jesus really died and rose, rose again. So when we do it, we do it in, in an act of, act of obedience. And when you are doing it, look, even though you don't need to go to heaven, but I tell you, it has a spiritual. One day, a man of God was doing water baptism. Then, as was baptizing the woman, she saw a woman standing on a hill by the sea. Well, that was a vision. As soon as the woman went under the water, in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost said, that was what has been following her. You see, you see, that was what has been following her, but as she went inside, let me tell you something. First Corinthians 10 verse 1, it says that, I will not have you to be ignorant. How our fathers were baptized eh? in the cloud, in, in through the sea. Verse 2. And we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So, not knowing when they got saved by the blood of the Passover in Egypt, because baptism is an act of God, he said, Go through the sea. You thought it was just a normal thing, but they were actually practicing water baptism. And as they went to the sea in the water baptism, their enemies who had peppered them for 400 years said that I'm going to also follow them. And then when they got there, they drowned. That is why, let me tell you, sometimes, you see, death resurrection, death resurrection is the basis of things that are following you to Vamoose. Because they can't, they, they can't stand. water baptisms that as soon as I put people into the water to my amazement to the glory of God even someone who, who, who doesn't speak in tongues were there yes several times I said hey we are going to water baptism then now people have to hold some of some even manifest it makes you see the spiritual importance. That's why Bishop said when he had an accident on Tamale Road, he nearly died. When he came back to Accra, even though he had been baptized, he was not sure. He said, Bishop Saki, please go and baptize me again. Please go and baptize me again. I'm not saying if you are baptized, you go and baptize again. You should believe in the baptism. But you must understand that it is an outward sign of your burial with Jesus in the resurrection. Death 
for. Don't continue in sin. That's, that's what it means. Yes. You see, unlike John the Baptist, uh, what's it called? John the Baptist's forgiveness and this and all, the Holy Ghost was not too much involved. So ours goes beyond just forgiving of sins. That is why sometimes Christians only think that it's about forgiveness of sins. So every time we come to church, we still confess our old sins. But the Christian faith is not there is more. There is more. After forgiveness of, of sins, it's because you are now risen. The Holy Spirit, Romans 1, 1 4. The Holy Spirit that raised you, raised Jesus up, is the same Holy Spirit that also raised you also up. And you are supposed to have power. 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 We need power over sin. We need power over devils. We need power over the past. Only the Holy Ghost can give us that power. That is the victorious Christian life that God wants to give us. It's not that you are good, but the transformation and the power of God makes you overcome sin. Other than that, you see that we are struggling. Struggle with fears. I don't think we want to be servant of sin. I want to be a servant of God. I don't want to, be, I don't want to serve the devil. I want to serve God. Sin may look very pleasurable. You may enjoy it by your servant. Galatians 2.20 For I'm crucified with Christ. That's what Baptist says. I'm crucified with Christ. With Christ. With Christ. Nevertheless, I'm not dead. I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live is not the old life. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. How many of us have been baptized in water? How many of us have not been baptized in water? Only two have not been baptized in water. So that's why sometimes you need the those who have not been baptized to come and understand this. He that repents and believes is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. As I end my sermon, you know, in our salvation and deliverance God makes us like his son it is not religion it is not even laws thou shalt not do this we couldn't do it look where are the Jews they couldn't do it they struggle thou shalt not do it Idols, Jews, they, they could they serve idols, they couldn't do it. Because it's not in the natural man's capacity to overcome devils and temptations. That's why God said, No, 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 no. Let me myself come down and come and deal with this issue. 
so that based on the exchange, now they can have power of the Holy Spirit to live this Christian life. So we can look like a son. You see the colors of God by looking at the colors of the gates. By looking at the colors of the door. By looking at the colors of the veil. You see blue, white, purple, and scarlet. These are the colors. represents God's righteousness. So we can serve God. The purple is God's kingliness to have authority. Do you know Elijah could not deal with the accursed Jezebel? And God said to Elijah, go and anoint Jehu who's not a priest, but a king. In other words, you need a kingly anointing. You need an anointing. That gives you authority. It's purple. And then blue. It's stability. God's Niceness, nice and stable, and the scarlet represent the blood. That's why you see kings; they put on royal, they put, they, they put on purple. Even Jesus, they wanted to do more parliaments. They beat him and they put purple on him, and said, "Let's bow down before the king." Did he know that they were actually doing what they must do? He was the king. I pray tonight. Let's go on our feet. I want us to pray for people. We need dominion. People in the church. We're going to pray. The Holy Spirit. Remove. Some of us, our clothes have to be changed. From servant of sin. To people. From servant of sin to purple, Lord Jesus. Servant of, of seven lies, seven pornography, seven gossip, seven wickedness, unforgiveness, and malice. The purple will kill the snake. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Let the people, every Jezebel, respond to Holy Ghost power. I can't see Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, give us the purple. Dying purple, the purple of the sun. In the name of Jesus. Take away our clothes of sin. Clothe us with purple, Lord Jesus. Cover our loved ones with purple, yes. Lord. Decorate the church with purple, oh, yes. Lord. Decorate the church with purple. Decorate our homes with purple, Lord. Hey, by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus, with power. Purple is coming to the church. Oh, yes. The authority of Jesus yes, Lord. is being given to this church. Jesus. Lord, we receive the authority. We receive it. And I ask, yes. but where is the blue? Oh. Where is the blue? Not only purple. Where is the blue, Lord? 
Begin to pray for blue. Proverbs 20 verse 30. We are praying for the callous. Oh yes. Why callous is important? Because they represent God. Proverbs 20 30. 30. Not the blueness of a wound. When God puts blue color into a wound, it drives away evil. Wow. Wow. The heads, the heads, the flies, we, they'll put maggots on it. Serpents and things are licking the wound. Dogs are licking, you see, you see Lazarus, the poor man, dogs were licking his wound and everything and the wound doesn't heal. One head, it does not, does not recover. Mm. But I said, look, you don't need purple. Ice. You also need what? Blue. Sometimes the trauma of life. You need God to blow the wound and heal you. Let's ask the Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, release the blue by the Holy Ghost. Blueness. In the name of Jesus. Struggle to, to live a righteous life. Yes. We go to pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
let's pray for the scarlet. Do you know that when Rahab helped the spies to go, they told Rahab, hang a scarlet thread. I don't know what they were thinking, but it must be the Holy Ghost. Mark your building with the blood of Jesus. Or when the economy of Jericho falls, your house will be standing. And they told her, if you remove the scarlet and something happens, then you are guilty for your own blood. We are not guilty. Let's pray for scarlet. Oh, yes. But there was scarlet. Oh, yes. A, a thousand will fall at the side, ma, ten ma, thousand, ma, ma, but ma, ma, our house will be standing. Oh, yes, Lord. In Jesus, we're going to pray for scarlet. For scarlet. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus. Malabra Sanda, in the name of Jesus. Malabra Katalianda Sanda. In the name of Jesus. afternoon the Holy Ghost told me he's bringing royalty to the church. Amen. Oh, yes. That is why we are praying for people and, and we, see we need the others, not one. Yes. You'll be the most noblest person in your house. Amen. They will tell you, your, your brothers and sisters will tell you you look different. Ash. You don't look like a mother's child. Ash. You don't look like our father's child. Because your heavenly father has begotten you. Amen. There's something different about you. Oh, yes. You look keenly. Mm. And so it's Jesus. Yeah. Lift up your hands. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, I believe, Lord Jesus. Jesus, God of Israel, Jesus, thank you for the cross. Thank you for listening to the refreshing word with Bishop David Yali. Visit us at the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, Love opposite the La Community Bank, Accra, Ghana. For prayer and counseling, please contact us on plus 233-505-304-337. God bless you.